0: Your daily New Orleans Saints podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yeah!
1: What is good, Houdet Nation, and welcome to Locked on Saints, your team every day. Ross Jackson here, your host covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Saints like nobody else does it every single Monday through Friday. Lead analyst over at AllSaintsConsider.com. Make sure you follow me on Twitter at RossJacksonASC. Welcome to all of our first-time listeners, and as always, to all of you who have been supporting me from the jump, Hudat family, and welcome back to Locked on Saints. We're going to close out this week's of shows by taking a look at training camp since we are officially underway at the Saints training facility in Metairie. We'll start off with what Coach Payton had to say about Michael Thomas's holdout after camp reporting day for the vets yesterday. It should help you stay calm around this situation. Then we'll take a dive into uh, a little bit of a review of the first day of camp with Michael Thomas out, who stole the show with Drew Brees in the receiving game. And then we'll wrap up by taking a look at two new Saints, Josh Martin and TJ Green, and why they are more than just a couple of camp bodies. We got all that and a little bit of land yet for you on today's episode of Locked On Saints, your team every day. All right, Huda Nation, and let's jump into it. So, with the Saints reporting yesterday for training camp, all we heard about for the most part was Michael Thomas and his holdout as he's working on his new contract. And there was a report that came out this morning saying that the team and Michael Thomas are closer. Both sides are a little bit closer, around $1 million at this point, closing in on a five year deal. But it was a PFT report. So, take that for what you will. They're the ones that usually start up every year with the Drew Brees isn't going to resign in New Orleans and uh, Sean Payton is going to go to Dallas type rumors. So, kind of take that for what you will. Maybe you've found them credible. Maybe you haven't. But just letting you know that that report is out there. I haven't really seen it corroborated by anybody that I trust, though. But putting it out there that at least, if at the at the worst, they're still where they were with the Yahoo Sports report from last year. Or last last year. Good <laughs> cheese. That's how long it already feels. Last week, uh, which was only a million and a half, so less than two million dollars in terms of total money. But again, like I said yesterday, it's more about the guarantees, the structure, all of that that's probably really holding all this up, language. So obviously, you know, we're talking about it. Everybody's hearing about it. So of course, Sean Payton, when he takes the time to sit in front of media and do a post-practice presser or a post-reporting day presser like he did yesterday, he's going to get questions about the contract for Michael Thomas and the holdout. So here's what he had to say yesterday after reporting day. And then I'll fill you in on what he had to say after the first day of training camp.
0: Listen, I I think it's something that uh, hopefully will be resolved soon it was more common I think back when some of these picks weren't slotted more common with rookie players but uh, you know I think his agent Mickey those guys are working on it and uh, you know I'm optimistic uh, it'll be it'll be done fairly soon.
1: So this is kind of the tone that everyone has been taking around this situation in Saints camp, whether it be coaches, Mickey Loomis, players, regardless. Everybody's very supportive of the situation, is understanding of the situation. Even Mickey Loomis himself said that he's not disappointed by the fact that Michael Thomas is holding out, that it makes sense. He's just disappointed by the situation, which probably mostly means that he was hoping that they would have the, they would have the deal done by now. That's what they said. They were going to try to get it done before training camp. They didn't. He's not there. People are disappointed because he's not present, but they're not mad at Michael Thomas, they understand 100%. Even Ted Ginn Jr., when he was like, oh yeah, well, you know, you don't like to go to war without, or you don't like being out there without all your bullets, he was still speaking in support of Michael Thomas in terms of the decision that he made to hold out until this new contract is done. You've already heard me be very pro-Michael Thomas in this situation, but the big thing to take away from what Sean Payton had to say here is that he's confident and he's optimistic that this is going to be taken care of soon. And that has been echoed amongst everybody that has spoken on it. Mickey Loomis was also out optimistic. Drew Brees wasn't concerned. Cam Jordan had a very funny and candid interview after the first day of training camp. I urge you to go over to the Saints website and watch his interview because his stuff was hysterical. Uh, but one of the things that he said was that he's not concerned until Drew Brees is concerned. Once Drew's concerned, then he might be a little bit concerned, but he's not worried about it right now. So all signs right now point to this getting done pretty soon. If that pro football talk... Um, uh, article is correct or report rather is correct, then we might even have, we might even be clear of this by the time that we enter the top of next week. That's probably the most hopeful situation, but you definitely want to allow this to sort of have the time that it needs to have to make sure that both sides are satisfied. That's one of the things that Sean, I'm sorry, Mickey Loomis said in his post sort of reporting day uh, presser when he said that they're going to make sure that they use a deal that works for the team. They're not going to do something that's going to shortcut Michael Thomas. That's going to shortcut the Saints. They're going to make sure that everybody is happy With wherever they land on this contract. I'll throw in too that Sean Payton saying that he's optimistic, maybe isn't convincing for everyone. But Sean Payton usually isn't this kind of transparent when it comes to contract talks and things like that. Remember all of the the sort of veils and guys that always got thrown over all of the Drew Brees contract negotiations and everything. And Sean Payton has been very upfront and very transparent about this entire situation. He was the person that basically said, I'm confident that they're already working on a deal a few weeks ago. And then the next day is when the news broke that they were indeed working on on the deal and that it would be done before training camp. And so him saying that he's optimistic this is going to get done soon should be enough to let you know that things are getting taken care of and things are being handled and they are making progress. So that's what I've got so far on the contract negotiations. Of course, this will continue to be updated as we move forward. As always, though, I do want to take a moment to say thank you to all of you that are here with Locked on Saints, your team every day. If you're not subscribed and this is your first time listening, please be sure to subscribe. This is a great time to join the show because things are only going to get more and more exciting. I'm going to tell you a little bit about that excitement here in a little bit. Michael Thomas is on his holdout. So who was it? That was Drew Brees, best friend out on the field. I got that as well as some of the undrafted free agents that are already standing out. But real quick, I just want to let you know too, that if you have a company and you want to reach out to an upscale male audience, then your company's ad should be running right here on the Locked on Saints podcast. To get your company connected with its new audience, go ahead and shoot me an email at rossjacksonasc at gmail.com or at locked, L-O-C-K-E-D at lockedonpodcast.com to get more details about increasing your business. All right, Hooded Nation. Coming up next, we're going to be talking about some of the new signees here in New Orleans. Josh Martin, TJ Green. But before we get to that, let's talk a little bit about training camp day one. The Saints were finally on the field. Open practice. Public was there. Uh, fans were there. Media was there. Everybody was out there. It was a fun, fun, fun day. Uh, Drew Brees was taking pictures with fans after the sh- after. almost said after the show. Uh, after practice and everything. So it was, you know, it was exactly the type of uh, sort of atmosphere that you would expect at Saints camp. A lot of fun and a lot of big So let's talk about what some of the big plays that stood out today were. First of all, shout out Trey Hendrickson, somebody that we don't often talk about in the edge rusher race for just saying, yeah, I know it's practice, but I'm going to tackle the ever loving hell out of Divine Azigbo the moment that I get. He put a hit on Divine Azigbo off the edge that like clacked. And these guys are not in pads. They've got their helmets on. That's pretty much it. And they're in shorts. And everyone in the audience that was watching, you just heard like the collective usual, like, ooh, that comes with a big hit and everything. But it was a pretty funny moment. Um, Von Bell forced a fumble on Divine Zigbo so he had a little bit of a rough start, but then he ripped off a big run as well. Cam Jordan got what would have been a sack, or at least looked like he got what would have been a sack uh, on Drew Brees at one point. No big takeaways. or Oh, there was actually one takeaway. Uh, Von Bell caused that fumble, like I was talking about, with Divine Zigbo. And then no interceptions, although Craig Robertson almost had one. But with Drew Brees and not necessarily having Michael Thomas to throw to him, Michael Thomas is usually like the big star of training camps because he dominates the one-on-ones and all the team drills as well. Who was it that he was really finding and throwing to connecting with deep down the field and everything? And to literally no one's surprise, but to everyone's happiness, it was Jared Cook. He and Jared Cook connected on a couple of big plays, one deep down the sideline, another deep down the opposite sideline. So it's great to see the two of them continuing their rhythm and carrying that over from the off-season workouts. We saw this happen during mini-camp as well as during OTAs, that these two just found ways to continue to connect. And they're going to be blowing up your timeline all summer. I hope that you're ready for that. I know you are. You're excited about it just like I am. But so far, uh, Jared Cook has been everything as advertised in the black and gold. Now, of course, it is at this moment, July 26th. We're in the middle of, not even the middle of, we're just beginning training camp. So when I say that he's everything as advertised, I mean, you can clearly see that the potential is there for him to carry over his big couple of last seasons from Oakland and bring that to New Orleans. And New Orleans should, if everything continues to go as well as things are going right now, have its first legitimate threat as a receiver at the tight end position since Jimmy Graham was traded away for Max Unger, who's now of course retired. Now that. Uh, well, that's pretty easy segue to get me into the center uh, battle. You know, we've talked a lot about Nick Easton and we talked a lot about Eric McCoy, of course, second round draft pick should have been a first round draft pick. And so now he, the two of them are in the midst of the center battle, but they've really started to rely also and bring Cameron Tom in to this battle as well. I had pretty much conceded that Cameron Tom was not going to end up being a part of this because during OTAs and during mandatory minicamp, we didn't see a lot of him rotating in there, even though Nick Easton was playing right guard in place of Larry Warford. So I figured that if you were really gonna get a chance to give Cameron Tom some rotational snaps there and give him some opportunities at center, that you would rotate he and Eric McCoy while Nick Easton was sort of occupied playing on the right playing at the right center position with Larry Warford out. Larry Warford has come back. He is now there for training camp, and then now he's taking that right guard position back, and then now all of a sudden we've got three people rotating at center. So this is basically what we were set up to expect, though I just thought that the course had changed. So it's exciting now to see that Cameron Tom, hashtag SMTTT, uh, has been doing all, you know, has been getting the opportunity now. He ran first team snaps, He was the first center there at uh, first team snaps, and then the other two ended up getting some opportunities as well. Eric Eric, uh, McCoy did have a fumbled snap his very first snap, but then the second one was clean and he did fine after that point uh Cameron Jordan in that funny interview that I was asked about I mean that I had mentioned was asked about Eric McCoy playing at the um Playing at the center position, and his immediate response was him just kind of be like, "Why are you asking me about offensive linemen?" So that was pretty funny. He snapped the ball, great. He got the ball to Drew Brees, so yes, he's doing his job. So that was a really funny moment. So Larry Warford wasn't the only person to return to training camp, though. We were very happy to see him back. Another big name, or not big name, but I guess big name in question, uh, ended up coming back and starting up with training camp today, and that was Cameron Meredith. Cameron Meredith was out there running in team drills, and uh, you know, being you know doing the seven on seven drills and everything, and so he was out there. So. it's going to be a lot of fun watching him actually get the opportunity to perform throughout the offseason. Remember when the Saints made the trade for him or made the signing of him last year with their restricted free agent deal from uh, the Chicago Bears, they didn't really get to use him in training camp. We didn't really see him until a couple of games into the season. Then we only saw him for six games, three of which he was mostly absent, and then we hadn't heard from him ever again. So he was missing all throughout the offseason workouts or the, uh, the offseason sort of team activities. And so the idea being to get him ready for training camp, and it looks like it worked out He's there, he's on the field, so we'll actually get to watch him sort of progress. However, even though he was on the field, he was not the wide receiver to sort of catch everyone's eye. It was undrafted free agent from Northern Arizona, Emmanuel Butler. Now, we talked about Emmanuel Butler a few episodes ago because he was placed on the active NFI list with an injury, but then he cleared his physical and ended up getting back on the team. That's why the Saints only had 89 instead of 88, or or still had 89 instead of 88 the other day on their their 90-man roster, and so Emmanuel Butler comes back, and he made a couple of great catches, including a leaping catch, a catch in traffic, and really just drew a lot of positive attention for himself. Ian Howard was on Twitter talking about how much he liked him. Larry Holder has always talked about him being a sleeper for the 53 man roster. So definitely somebody to continue to keep your eye out on as well to see if he continues to perform because he could be the next undrafted free agent gem for the offense while we talk about some of the potential undrafted free agents on the defense. You know, we've talked about guys like Porter Gustin. We've talked about uh, Corbin Calfusi, so on and so forth. But this might be the guy on the offense along with Devine Zigbo and some other people to keep an eye out on, but glad to see Emmanuel Butler healthy and going out there and making some positive plays. Uh, Over on the return specialist position, which I know is a very important battle right now, especially with Darren Rizzi coming in and his focus in the return game. Marcus Sherrill's, as we expected, as well as Deontay Harris, who's back and participating fully now in training camp, were the two sort of primary return specialists. Not really a clear winner between the two of them, but they were the two that were getting the reps. So all in all, a good, successful and healthy first day of training camp, excited to be able to see all these guys finally get out on the field, as well as all the fans being able to be there and enjoying it as well as the misting covered bleachers all good stuff there so i'll continue to do this all throughout training camp each day you're going to get a, a an update for either that day's training camp or the day at or the day before his training camp I would like to do them daily on the day that we're getting the most up-to-date information. So we'll see exactly how it goes, but we'll make it work one way or another. So coming up next, we're going to tell you about the two players that the Saints just signed and why you should keep an eye on them as more than just camp bodies. I got that coming up for you. But also there are so many different ways to listen to Locked on Saints. So make sure you subscribe with your favorite podcasting platform. And of course, when you're out driving either to work, home from work, or just around town, be sure to tell your smart device to play podcast Locked on Saints. That way you can have the most recent All right, family, we are going to wrap up today's show by taking a look at the two new Saints. They were just signed yesterday. So let's go over a little bit of the transaction first. So the Saints signed, as we talked about on yesterday's episode, Ziggy Hood. So we already know about him. He's all signed. We talked about him a little bit. As I was recording, they also signed linebacker Josh Martin in that same sort of bulk of transactions. They also signed defensive back TJ Green, who actually stepped away from football for a little while, which we'll talk about here in a moment. And then the corresponding moves for each of those was waving with injury, uh, defensive tackle, undrafted free agent out of West Virginia, Kenny Bigelow, and then wide receiver Chad Hansen. So that's essentially three additions and then two subtractions, which leads you to the full 90 man roster. The 90 man roster is now reset. We thought it was set with just the signing of Ziggy Hood, but then we had the two waves, the two people that were waived, and the two signees as well. So let's talk about the new guys, Josh Martin and TJ Green. I'm going to start off with, with TJ Green because I think TJ Green's a really intriguing prospect. So he's listed as a defensive back. He played in uh, Indianapolis and then also spent a little bit of time with Seattle but ended up leaving and walking away from the team and Pete Carroll said that he essentially just walked away from football he basically was contemplating retirement but has now come back to the NFL and is getting his next shot in training camp here with the Saints and he's a really intriguing person so I talked about how he played safety for the most part he played very close to the line of scrimmage when he was playing in Indianapolis lots he's a very good run stopper very good mental processor when he's out on the field and is able to sort of get a step ahead especially in run defense in terms in terms of, you know, a running back taking the edge, he's able to get to the edge and help set that first. He does very well in that. That's something I really liked in his tape. The other thing I really liked in his tape too, was him as a special teamer. Uh, I posted something on Twitter, just a couple, uh, I think it was last night uh, of him covering uh, a kick return and saving essentially what would have been a potential touchdown unless the kicker would have been able to stop him or the place kicker would have been able to stop him. Uh, he's starting on the second position from the right on, on your screen from the field, right? And he ends up crossing all the way across the field. He's got four, three, four speed at six foot three, six foot two, depending on where you're reading, and he's right around 215 pounds. So he's a bit of a prototypical type guy. He's basically built like a fast, very fast linebacker. But the interesting thing is that he plays safety for the most part with the Colts. That's kind of where he was going to be placed with Seattle. And then he's sort of built, has this linebacker build and Sean Payton referred to him as a cornerback. He referred to him as cornerback TJ Green. So it'd be really interesting to see where it is that they use him. He was used a little bit at corner in Indianapolis as well. They ended up moving him there for a little while and he sort of held his own. He did okay. But I mean, just with that physical profile, with that athletic profile as well, he's going to be somebody very exciting to watch. And that now gives the Saints two, let's just say defensive backs that stand, you know, two guys that aren't already on the team that stand over six foot two, six foot three, because they've got him and they've also got undrafted free agent Terrell Williams, the second as well, who also has that same type of build and also has played safety and cornerback. So it'd be interesting to watch those guys. He's somebody that, you know, if the Saints keep an extra defensive back because they decide to keep one less offensive lineman, let's say, because of the flexibility or versatility that they have there or whatever that might be, then he could end up getting that spot because he would essentially potentially be your JT Gray of last season as a special teamer if he really impresses in that area of his game. So along with TJ Green, the Saints also signed former Jets linebacker Josh Martin. Now, the Saints have been sort of plucking up former Jets for a while now. They did it with Demario Davis. They traded for Teddy Bridgewater last season, and now they've signed Josh Martin. There was a lot of talk about them potentially pursuing Darren Lee as well, which, of course, never really came to fruition. But Josh Martin, 6'3", 245 pounds, Columbia College, big linebacker, and he was somebody that was seen as one of the better linebackers from the Jets' core until he got injured last season. Uh, He played really, really well during the preseason. He plays off the air edge as well he even wore number 95 for a good portion of his time with the Jets uh, even though he also played linebacker uh, wearing number 59 for a little while see how he just reversed his numbers so he had a lot of fun with that he also played in Kansas City for a little bit and he's also a former Tampa Bay Buccaneer so he's somebody that's really interesting uh, because of his fit so he's he's kind of like and I compare him to Vince Beagle in a way as Vince Beagle and Josh Martin could really be the big competition in terms of depth linebackers with Caden Ellis being the sixth linebacker so I'm talking kind of like that fifth linebacker spot behind your three starters and Craig Robertson. You've got two guys that are very good special teamers. Uh, Vince Beagle is a solid special teamer, and so is Josh Martin, that both are going to be worked out at pass rusher. Remember, they started working out Vince Beagle at pass rusher during offensive, uh, I keep wanting to say offensive, offseason. Let me just say OTAs. That's the easiest way to say it. During OTAs, they worked him out at pass rusher. Uh, Josh Martin has already proven and shown his work as a pass rusher. He hasn't racked up a ton of sacks or anything like that. He played 14 games for the Jets at that linebacker, but also edge rusher position wearing number 95 in 2017. He only had 100, I'm sorry, 1.5, so one and a half uh, sacks during that time. And that's the most in his career. So I'm not saying that he is like the answer to the pass rushing situation, but he's yet another presence that we were sort of awaiting. You know, I knew that we had two spots open that we were going to be trying to look at who the Saints were going to to fill there. And I figured that one of them was going to be an edge rusher. And this is your guy. And he has that versatility to where he plays linebacker, he plays special teams, and he can, also be, you know, work get some work as an edge rusher as well. So I look at him. If he sticks with the natural linebacker position as opposed to being converted to an edge, then he would essentially be pretty solid competition for Vince Beagle throughout camp. All right, y'all. That is gonna do it for today's episode and for this week. You'll hear from me again on Monday to get you started with next week. Unless something with the Michael Thomas contract happens over the weekend, then of course I'll press you an emergency episode to make sure you get all the information that you need for that. Just so you know, August 2nd, Friday, I will be at training camp so if you want to say hi make sure that you reach out unless something crazy happens like something goes nuts and i won't be able to make it or whatever i'll of course keep you up to date and i'll continue to remind you all throughout the week but please like if you see me um and i'll let you know like how to find me when i'm there but uh make sure that you say hi love to meet people that are listening to the podcast everything like that it's always a pleasure so would love to do that all throughout next week though you still get an episode every day this is your number one podcast in terms of getting your daily fix for your favorite team the new orleans saints so make sure you come back on Monday and of course if I get that extra episode out then you'll get that over the weekend but for right now I'll say as I always do thank you so much for coming through once again I am Ross Jackson you can find me on Twitter at RossJacksonASC hit me up let me know how the family's doing let me know how you're living let me know how your mom and them tell your friends family and fellow Saints fans about the podcast and please be sure to subscribe if you're not already and be sure to drop that five star review which will also enter you in the giveaway for the big three playoff tickets on August 25th at the Smoothie King Center and of course if you're using the Himalaya podcast app that's the one you want to subscribe Because all the interaction that you can have with other listeners, as well as myself, thank you so much for all your support and for helping me grow this family. This has been Locked On Saints and Trust that Nation. I'll holla at you.
0: If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast.